What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Hooray! It's the first episode of 2017. I'm sorry for the long hiatus. I feel like I apologize every single time because we are a hiatus-ass podcast. And that's fine. Uh, If it is your first time listening, I am going to do some advertising for myself, and then I'm going to rant about some things. So if you don't want to hear that, you can fast forward until you hear a beat, uh, or if you're listening on YouTube, I will put a timestamp where you can fast forward to to hear my interview with this week's guest, Deontay Hitchcock. But if you are a weekly listener and you tune in to hear me rant and bitch about things, then this is what you've been waiting for. First things first, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N backslash kind of neat where you can uh, keep our lights on here by pledging a dollar per episode. Like I said, that is only if you are someone who has been a dedicated listener or follower for quite some time. That's when I'll ask you to like, yo, just pitch in a couple bucks. If you are tuning in for the first time, then don't worry about that. You don't have to do it. But I hope you stick around and I hope you become a a lifelong listener. (sighs) Um, So guys, 2017. This is um, a Saturday that I'm recording this on, and unfortunately, I I had to miss the Women's March. My lady went to it, and a lot of my friends went. I didn't get to go because we only had a small window of time to um, get uh, this young, talented man, Deontay, in here, and... uh, I'm glad that I I'm glad that I did that. I really watching him rap was like really something. Uh he has a very bright future and I'm excited to be I I'm pretty sure like one of his first long form interviews if not the but we're, we're pretty early on this one. Uh anyway, uh the reason I bring up the women's march is cuz yesterday was the inauguration and um I just I just kind of want to like make some things clear for 2017 for listeners who may not recognize this or know this about me, but like, um, I I would think if you've ever listened to my music or listened to the podcast, you would kind of get an idea of my worldview. Um, you would get an idea of my disdain for racism and my disdain for, um, just the way the system is set up for some people to prevail and others to fail. Um, you would be able to get a pretty clear sense of my political beliefs. Now, for the last eight years or so, things have been like, for all intents and purposes, um, pretty chill for me. Like, I don't think that I've had to like speak up a lot about it because I was pretty happy with the leadership of how things were going. I spoke out about time at times about like uh, GOP leadership, um, with like Mitch McConnell trying to like, uh, stop any legislation from going through if it came from Obama, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but for all intents and purposes, you know, I was pretty happy about stuff. Um, but I'm not, super happy with where I see uh, politics in America going right now. I'm not a fan of the current president. I'm not a, I'm not happy with the fact that he got inaugurated and I've been hearing some like backlash from people that listen to the show um, online on various forms of social media. People will reach out and be like, man, you sounded like such a bitch on that last episode or man, you sounded you're such a cuck or like, Oh, he's the president now deal with it. Like, nah, you, like fuck this president straight up like f- like fuck Donald Trump like the whole reason that this country is great is because I can say that and I don't have to deal with it and so the the thing is if you don't want to hear me talk about these sorts of things um 
whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on Instagram, whether it be on this show, whether it be on Facebook, then unfollow me. It's really funny to me how like um, the modern conservative movement has so many catchphrases like, you know, the Antifa, like or anti-fascist, whatever, Antifa, however the fuck they say it, or, you know, MSM, mainstream media, but particularly um, Cuck and, uh, and Snowflake are really impressive to me because um, – First and foremost, for conservatives who are supposed to be like, you know, socially conservative, like the fact that you guys know what cuck is and, and like watch that kind of porn to like learn that phrase and, and use it to de- emasculate people is like hilarious. But also uh, the snowflake thing, it's like accusing someone of being a snowflake when like you follow them on Twitter or you follow them on Instagram and they don't know who the fuck you are to call them a special snowflake. Like you've already validated the fact by giving that attention to that person when that a per- when that person pays no attention to you so it it's just nonsensical to me like the there's this real lack of logic um so i just wanted to kind of like redefine some things for 2017 to just let people know where i stand like if anything about um any of my political rants on the show are going to make you want to tweet to me about how um you're surprised that i'm a special snowflake or whatever like don't bother doing that. Just stop listening. Unfollow me. Uh, stop listening to the show. Unsubscribe from the YouTube channel. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't want any of any listeners out there who support a racist regime or a fascist regime um, listening to the show. Uh, I, I want to redefine the fact that I clearly do this out of love and, um, and because I'm certainly not doing it for money. And so I just want to like reiterate the fact that like my whole MO, my entire life has been morals over money. And my morals are always going to be stronger than the fact that like what I'm saying is going to make somebody want to unfollow or not listen. I will tell you from the bottom of my heart, I don't give a fuck if you unfollow, unfollow. If you want to argue with me that like, uh, 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 like if you want to be a white person trying to define what racism is to me on Twitter, um, just unfollow me. Like, don't bother because you you are already showing yourself as a racist, and and I just don't I don't need to like teach you. You need to go teach yourself. Um, I. <sighs> I'm like, I'm just, uh, I'm just sick of the shit, man. I'm, I'm sick of the bullshit. I'm sick of fucking people telling me that the alt right isn't neo Nazis. I'm sick of people taking, um, someone's word as fact. Like, look, just because Richard Spencer says like, no, I'm not a neo Nazi or like, uh, you know, no, I just said hail, hail Trump. Uh, not because it sounds like hail Hitler. Like, like fuck out of here, dude. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it is a duck. Even if it says, I'm not a duck, that's bullshit. So 2017 is the year of like calling out you punk motherfuckers. And, you know, the video of him getting punched the other day is like the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, Not ever, but it's the best thing I saw yesterday. And um, I hope that 2017 is the year of like neo-Nazis and fascists catching hands because – 
everybody talking about like, oh, protest shouldn't be this and protest shouldn't be that. There's a way to peacefully do it. Like, oh, Martin Luther King wouldn't have done it that way. You know, fucking watching uh, uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo try to fucking white splain Martin Luther King to John Lewis. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. That dude sat at the table with Martin Luther King. Like, if you are a white person and you ever catch yourself trying to tell a fucking person of color how they should be protesting or what they should be doing to gain equality, you're already part of the problem. So 2017 is the year of like looking at yourself and going like, wait, am I part of the problem? Because if you're tweeting at me telling me like not to be a bitch about political rants, you're already part of the problem. And you wouldn't say that shit to anybody in person. So don't say it to somebody in Twitter. And I'm And I'm not saying that to like, I'm not saying that as a physical threat. That's not how I meant it if that's how it sounded. I'm just saying that like, Act how you would in person or act how you would online, how you would in person. Because I'll tell you this. Most of the kids that fucking sit here and try to tell me, oh, that's not racist. That's facts or that's not this. This is that. Like, y'all motherfuckers would not say anything like that to anybody in person. I just don't think. Uh, particularly me because you would all be a bunch of fanboys. Um, and so this this rant, I hope that it makes some people mad. I hope that rather than telling me that it made you mad, you just stop supporting the show. Cause like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not, I don't want to engage with you online. I don't want to get into a discourse with you. I don't want to explain shit to you. I just think you should wake the fuck up and realize that you're part of the problem. And, um, and that's it. Uh, that being said, yesterday was the inauguration. I'm fucking bummed, dude. This shit, this dude is not my president and he didn't win the popular vote and his fucking inauguration was empty because nobody likes him. And today the women's march is going on through, across the country and millions upon millions of people showed up for that. And that just goes to show where our country is actually at. So if anything that I'm saying is pissing you off, like that's cause you're on the wrong side of the history. You're on the wrong side of history. That's all there is to it. Um, and this show is always going to be like that. It's always going to be money over morals. It's always going to hold an extremely liberal and progressive view because that's the way that my worldview has been shaped. And that to me is um, is how the, the world should be progressive. The world should be liberal. Like you should not tread on other people. You shouldn't oppress other people. Um, you should just not be a fucking dickhead. And you should definitely not hit me up on Twitter trying to be a dickhead because I'm not trying to hear that shit. <clears throat> um, other stuff. <sighs> Man, I just made my blood pressure high. Woo! Um, I leave to Japan uh, in about a week, which is going to be amazing. I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit scared. It's been snowing there a shit ton, and I'm going to Japan um, pretty much just to snowboard. Uh, I'll, I'll take in some, some like. Uh, international tourism stuff but i will mostly be there to like take advantage of their snowboarding and they've been getting a ton of snow like it pretty much hasn't stopped in a month and uh you know if i if i happen to die in an avalanche just know that like i did it doing what i love i don't think that's gonna happen i'm gonna be with some very uh some very well-informed people and um who've lived there for a long time but you never know. It's snowing a lot, and I'm kind of I'm a little I'm a little sussed out uh, with how much snow there is, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop the whole time I'm there. Uh, but that should be amazing, and I'm really excited for that. Um, that will, of course, lead to another little bit of a lull. You might not see another episode for a month, unfortunately. But I- I'm really happy um, 
today with the guest that we had, Deontay Hitchcock. Um, I found him on Spotify just randomly. Uh, he popped up on a playlist, and I was like, what is this song? It's so good. And then I checked out the record. It's called Good. Um, Deontay Hitchcock, Good. You guys can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on Spotify, wherever. Um, super talented kid out of ATL, out of Atlanta. Um, young dude just getting his start. and But he's also very... Uh, adept at viral marketing he's he lets me know that he had a, he's had a bunch of videos go viral i saw one uh randomly showed up in my timeline of him rapping about uh obama and is it's very heartfelt but he's had that happen a few times and so i think with how talented he is and his work ethic and also just like how grounded he is um and how just what a great attitude a humble attitude and like easy to talk to guy he is like people are going to want to fuck with it people are going to want to work with him so i think you're going to be hearing some more from deontay in the future i'm really excited that we could be one of the first people to kind of like um you know really i don't know use our platform to put him out there um um so with that being said i'm gonna get off my political rant shit and get out get off like cussing at Listeners, I didn't mean to like be angry at all of you. I just I'm only angry at a select certain few of you. Um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna let this show go on, I guess. So, uh, oh, also I rebranded. Like we're about to relaunch the website finally. I know I've been talking about that for fucking two years, but like it's really actually almost done. I'm just like finishing some busy work on my end. Uh, but if you check out the YouTube YouTube channel, like. Uh, we I re uh, we rebranded. Shout out to my homie Dylan in Australia that I'm going to Japan with. He um did some work and and made a new logo for us and a kind of a new typeface for the videos and stuff. And it looks it looks pretty cool. I'm happy with it. I, I like it. Um the I think by like when this episode pops up in your podcast feed, you'll see that like we I changed the logo. So um yeah, shout out to that. New website coming, 2017, going to try to like do some cool shit, and we'll see what happens. Uh, that being said, I'm going to quit my bullshit. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, these rants aren't always so dark, uh, but sometimes they are. Here's my interview with Deontay Hitchcock. You almost made me tear up the other day. I saw your video that was like the dedication to the president. Oh yeah, it's very beautiful, man. Appreciate it man. went it went viral on Twitter, Appreciate and it was crazy because I saw that just kind of like by accident in my timeline, uh-huh. and then I realized that you're the same dude that whose song I have been listening to on a playlist consistently. For the Spotify joint you was talking about. It's for the Spotify yeah. joint, the No Secret song, which you're gonna t- do today. Yep, and. It was just like all these worlds colliding because I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit! Like I, I already like this dude's music, and now I like his like outlook on the appreciate world it, and his Twitter it. feed. You feel me? Yeah. So yeah, man, how did that feel when that was going viral? I mean, it's that's that's not the first time. Really? We had another one last year. It was like around the end of August. We had a Black Lives Matter freestyle. Uh. Like World Star picked it up. Then the Shade Room picked it up. Really? Then uh, Toya Lil Wayne's ex picked it up. She put it on her page. It was a whole bunch of things. But and then another one actually. You remember the So Gone Challenge? Yeah. That Chance did. Yeah, yeah. Did another one after that. Did like thirty seven thousand retweets on Twitter. Holy shit, yeah, bro! Like, oh, so you your Twitter freestyle game is going like crazy, out like, of control. We've been using it. 
last year we were supposed to put out good the project yeah we were supposed to put it out it came out on may 29th we were supposed to put it out on march 10th that's my birthday i was down at uh, my old school at georgia southern and one of my partners called me dude named dukes he called me he was asking me when we were planning on releasing shout out I told dukes. him, yeah <laughs> i told him my birthday and he just kept it all the way funky with me. He said, bro, if you drop that shit tomorrow on your birthday, who really going to give a fuck about it? Right. Period. And at the time, we hadn't put out any of the freestyles. We hadn't been really putting out music. We were just going to drop it and then go from there. Uh-huh. We had no plan or nothing. Stopped the release. Changed it. Start putting out the Twitter freestyles. Literally, that first week, Yeah. Charlemagne hit me. Shut the fuck up. Wale hit me. Wow. Though I think those were the only two off the gate. Yeah. But then as we kept doing it, it just kept building up. What more. was the first one? What was the first freestyle? Uh, the it was on. Uh. Uh-uh. The first freestyle was two two chains. Watch out a little bit. Uh huh. And then the one that Wale hit me up about. You remember uh, the Shy Glizzy and uh, OT Genesis? Yes. Cut it. Yeah. That's you need on. to cut it. Yeah. One of that. And that's when Wale hit me up because my homegirl tagged him in it, and then he DM'd me, and bird shit's crazy. Like that is crazy. It's a whole different way to get it now versus then like we was talking about earlier yeah. how things were back in the old day where you may have may have had to rely on just the label or anything like right, that. Right, right. Because even now, I'm I'm going through I guess the pressures of the labels coming to you now. But just actually just being out here for the last couple of days and constantly hearing this same message that everybody right. I run into keep keeping keep the power in your own hands. It's just a weird limbo space right, right. now. Right. Well, and it's the same thing that, I mean, really, even beyond keeping the power in your own hands, it's it's patience. Yep. Really, what I was telling you a second was, like, be patient. Like, you're on the right route, so, like, wait for the right thing. And you already, it sounds like, inherently and intuitively kind of understand that because you were patient enough to wait to push the release yeah. back, which most people aren't like that. But you, 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 a lot of times people go, oh, I have this finished product. I got to get it out right, now. Let's put it out. Right. Can we curse on yeah, you can uh, curse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like being like having that product and waiting for the right time to get it out will yeah. take you so much farther. And now you're seeing the fruits of that, right? Yeah, yeah. So from Atlanta, yeah, Southside, Southside Atlanta. What's Southside Atlanta like? Uh, it's same place Walker Flock from. Oh, same place Trinidad James from. Yeah, two chains. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Cap G, but he's from around the I area know Cap, too. I know yeah, Cap G. Yeah, yeah. I just smoked a blunt with your girl. Yeah, that guy. Actually, one of his lines is like, my girl and I always clown at it because he's like, uh, call me David, I'm the one to blame. <laughs> and we're like, oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, shout out Cap G. <laughs> but heck, yes. Yeah. Yeah, side. I mean. What's in the water down there? Like, why, are so, why is there so much good art coming out of South Bird, Atlanta? When I tell you, I, I don't know what's in the water in the whole city. Because, yeah. like, right now, me... Some of my partners, even folks like we was talking about uh, Earth Gang. And yeah, Jid and I, Earth Gang and Jid, I, I heavily fuck with crazy. that. Crazy. I got another partner named Ace who's dropping a project on the 31st of this month. Another partner named Mikey. Bruh, the whole city on a bean right now, bro. Yeah. And it feel good. Like, it feel real good. It really feel like, I ain't going to say like some old renaissance, like golden day type hip hop. But right. it feels like. The children of like he said something to me the other day like the children of the outcasts and the children and the goodie of the mob stuff like that. I, I've yeah. always said like Earth Gang really reminds me of like that goodie yeah. mob uh, feeling of just yeah. like it's just out there, but it's like it's so it's gr- grounded and, yeah. and that's what I really love about Atlanta is that 
it's like a microcosm of the rap world as a whole because it's there's not an Atlanta sound right now. There's like multiple subgenres in Atlanta. Everything. And I was talking to Jid a little bit about that on the show because Jid is like very bar heavy. Yeah. And you're very bar heavy. Me and Brooke got a song. Yeah, that's a, actually that's how I found your email was through Jid's manager because I was like, oh. oh, I seen you guys following each other on Twitter, and I was like, maybe Zeke knows so this cool. dude. Shout out to Zeke. Yeah, that's what he told me. Oh, we got to. They, they just did a song yeah, together. Yeah, it's all crazy. Well, I guess what was influencing you personally um, as a kid that that made you so bar heavy? As a kid, I don't. I don't even know. Like. I don't know, had had my life not gone the way it went, I don't know if I'd be rapping right now. Like, rapping isn't anything that I just picked up on my own. Mm-hmm. My uncle, my Uncle Marlon, shout out to him, when I was like 11 years old, he was managing another guy, my other partner, Noom, mm-hmm. and he was just managing all his work, but then he wanted to form a group. You said Noom? Yeah, Noom. His name was Nasty Noom. Okay. Actually... This is just going to come out on this show. My name used to be Dirty D, and he was Nasty Noon. Okay. And we were the tainted clique. I was like 12. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he used to manage him, but then he wanted to put together a group. Uh-huh. So he brought me in. He have another kid that he just wanted to bring in. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. But he used to write my raps. Uh, okay. He wrote my raps for a good, I'd say about six months on my Drake shit. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But then one day I came to him and just brought my own. Uh-huh. And ever since then, he didn't have to worry about me writing my own. And it just came like that. And that's when you you said like you were 12, 13? 12. Huh? Wow. So you started writing your raps at 12. Yep. So you've already got a solid like 10 plus years of, yeah. of writing raps. Man, I wouldn't even say 10 plus years because I started at 12, but I think I stopped. The group, the group kind of just, man, I was a kid. I yeah. wanted to do kid shit. I wasn't trying to be locked into the studio forever. I wanted to go skate and get a car. Oh, you skate? Like, Yes, on really? some roll bounce type. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. like roller like, skate. Oh, you, yeah. I thought you meant skateboarding. Nah, I was like, no shit. I don't do the skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. Yet. I'm like bow wow on wheels. Oh, on no rate. shit. Yeah, man. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, I wanted to do all that. So yeah. it was like, I ain't, I ain't really feeling staying in the studio for eight hours on my Saturday type shit. Uh, of course. So the group kind of disbanded. Bro, still rapping. No, shout out to no. But I stopped. I actually picked up dancing, crazy enough. Like, bro, I be all that. Shout out to Soldier Boy too, because if it wasn't Soldier Boy, I wouldn't be dancing. Started yeah. with Superman. Okay. But I did that for a good four or five years, and I don't think I really picked rapping back up until I got back to college. Well, now, until I got to college. Were you ever going viral with dances online? Yeah. You, really? Have you ever heard of the Whoop Rico? By chance? What is it? Whoop Rico. It came out, this was like 10 years ago. I probably have. It was a group called Animation, and uh-huh. we made the dance. Well, actually, tell you back. Nunk, crack, damn, I never even thought about this. Nunk's brother, yeah. his older brother was a dude named Cheesy. Uh-huh. And they were, you know what I'm saying? It was a group called Southside Mafia back in the squad. Uh-huh. All right, and they beat this nigga named Rico's ass. Like, <laughs> okay. Literally, and they used to make a dance from it after it happened called Wood Rico. But <laughs> that, that's where it came from. Yeah. But the group that I was in, mm-hmm. dancing, we took it and we like added. All the yeah, extra shit it. to it. Like, right. it, it always used to be just one dip motion like this, and then they do the swings and stuff. Uh, that we now that you're doing it, I recognize it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Soulja Boy had a song with uh, the Showstoppers uh-huh. when he came and took it from them. Okay. But yeah. So so you, you've you been had, like, viral marketing right. all, like hey, for a while now, whether it was dancing. Atlanta, bro. Yeah. Atlanta is the hub for everything. So, uh, I, yeah, I want to figure that out. Like, sociologically, why... Um, there's such a thriving art- artistry in yeah. Atlanta. Like, what was it that made your uncle go, hey, 
you know, Deontay, you're fucking talented. Like, let's get you in the studio as a 12 year old. Like, what what is it that what what's going on um, there? I don't know why he chose me. I I would think because I was the closest kid around. But music is something that he always did. Like from the stories he used to tell me about everything, he wrote uh, well, he co-wrote. Um, I don't want no scrubs. Oh no shit! Yeah, really? Yeah, like. The TLC zone. Yes. Wow. Yes, he tells me that story often. Like, he'll never let me forget that shit. Really? But yeah, so Brad, Brad had been doing music. Uh-huh. Like, he had been doing music, like, from the time that he grabbed me and said do music. So he was doing it since he was, like, 12. Wow. So that's always been in his heart. But well, then, so was that, like, was that an organized noise song or no? I th- No. They did Waterfalls. Waterfalls. Yeah, yeah, Waterfalls was them. Okay. I don't so. know if they did that, too, uh-huh. but I know Waterfalls but he, was. Was he around them back then, or like was I'm he was sure. he tied in that old 90s Atlanta scene? See, when he told me about it, yeah. I wasn't I'm not, I wasn't hip to any right. of it. Yeah, right. so I, about to say, I wasn't asking those type of questions. Right. But ever since then, he's still, of course, my uncle. He's related to me, but he had uh, my little cousin, and he had to back off the music scene. Okay. So we haven't really... I guess talked about music like that right, so much, but yeah, right. that's crazy. Um, what did your folks do? My parents. Yeah, what like when you were growing up? What were they? What were they? Uh, how were, what were they working? Uh, my mama's always been a nurse. Okay, always. My pops, when I was little, he was a police officer. I think he stopped that when I was around eight, uh-huh. eight or so. I don't know what he did after that. Right after that. But then my parents got a divorce when I was 10, if I'm not mistaken. It was 9 or 10. Uh-huh. And I know a couple years into the divorce, he was driving trucks. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm honestly still not sure what he does right now. Not in contact? Yeah. No, we're in contact, oh, yeah, but yeah. it is weird. Really? It is weird. Well, how, how, why did it get weird? Uh, I didn't like my pops for a minute because of the divorce, of course. Yeah, you but, took mom's side. Yeah, I'm about yeah. To say, I live with my mom. So, right. of course, just being... With my mom, I'm, of course, going to hear that side of the situation more. Right. Now that I'm older and I get to kind of, I'd say I always can make my own choices and things, but when you get older, you get to kind of see everything. People will tell you the family secrets type shit. Right, you, you see perspectives. You see, exactly. Right. So I, I don't know if, I still don't know if what happened happened. I'm not sure. I don't know what the truth is. There's right. always this side, this side, and then the truth. Right. But I know that being mad at him don't do me no good. Right. At period. Right, totally. So, you got brothers and sisters? Yeah. How many? I got one little brother. He's mm-hmm. with my mom and dad. He was born right before the divorce. Mm-hmm. And then my dad went and had a little girl, too. Nice. So I got a little sister. We are like eight years apart, though. You and your brother close? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. We still live yeah. with moms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, dude, people that listen to my show are probably tired of me beating a dead horse. But, like, every artist that I talk to, yeah. they always got weird relationships with their dad. Like, that's, the th- that's like, one of the driving yeah. forces to make music is, True like, spirit. having dad issues. True it's fucking... Spirit. It's really crazy. I got them. Everybody got them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But shout out dads. You guys are trying. Yeah, You're trying. So I mean, I, I, bro, I understand. Now, now that I'm this age, right. I understand the dynamics of, I guess, like, relationships can get tricky sometimes. Right, right. So I get it. I mean. And, well, and even as you get older, you start to understand as a man how, yeah. how hard it is just bro. because of how you're raised to, like, bro. reach out and apologize to somebody or say, like, hey, man, you may look at it this way and it's probably my fault. Yeah. Like, it's hard to do that even as a man so then i look at it like oh my dad was probably like having that same trouble that i have and just dealing with that shit it's like it is what it is right totally uh what were you like as a kid what were you into roller skating and dancing roller skating yeah i didn't pick up dance until i was like that was what ninth grade summer so i was like what what, 14 14, yeah 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 yeah. but i used to draw 
I love Dragon Ball Z. That was my shit. Dragon bro. Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. So that is a generational thing that I have missed because that is so fucking Sleep. Dragon Ball Z and like uh, what is it, Naruto or Naruto? My little brother Naruto. Naruto. Okay, brother, see, like I don't even shit. know how to say it. I, I ain't peep Naruto like that. Yeah, man. Dragon Ball Z every every day, five o'clock, Toonami, Cartoon Network. Come yeah. home, we on it. That's, every time. That was the shit. But yeah, really. Uh, Naruto. I mean, not Naruto. Dragon Ball Z. Shit, that was really. Really Sports and shit? Oh, yeah. Played football. Yeah. I played baseball for one year, but I, I didn't like baseball. That shit really? was boring. Yeah. That shit's boring. It's boring to watch. Like, I can't, I right. can't even sit there and watch it. But I played football from the time when I was, like, six to about 13. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then why'd you stop that? Bro, I stopped growing. <laughs> that was it, bro. Yeah. I played quarterback and cornerback for most of my years. Uh-huh. But once I got to the point where I can't see over my linemen, I can't right. complete these passes no more. That's right. 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 I'm about to go do this rap thing. That harsh reality of genetics. Yeah. Right. Bro, my mama used to mark the wall when I was uh, growing. Yeah. Bro, we got a mark on the wall from like 2000, I want to say seven or eight. Yeah. Ain't moved since, <laughs> bro. Period. Like, I'm still the same. I might have shrunk. <laughs> That's so funny, yeah, I, dude. I'm up. like the opposite. I was uh, I was real serious yeah. about baseball in high school, but I was like too small to like yeah. really do anything with it. And then my freshman year of college, I grew two inches Boy, and gained 25 genetics. pounds. Boy, yeah, you. but I, I I didn't even really get the good genetic lottery. My fucking dad's six foot seven. I'm only six foot. You know what I mean? I didn't I didn't catch that wave. Uh, but it is what it is. How how were you with um school and stuff? Did you like school? Uh, school was straight. I, I think I. When I live with, that's one thing my dad, I would say, kept me on real heavy when we was in the same household. Right. When I got home, if bro was home at the time, bro, you got to sit down, go to the table, complete your stuff, and then you got to go read right after. Like, he made sure I did that every day. Right. Then when we moved out, I, I think everybody gets rebellious after their parents, like, split up. Of you know course. what I'm saying? You're going through shit. So I'm about to say my schedule was a little different. But I was still straight in school up until I think about college. That's when, well, actually, take it back. I was still straight in school in college until I decided that that's not where I wanted to be. My last year of college was horrible, though. I wasn't going to class. I wasn't, because I had made up my mind, bro, I'm leaving. Like, I'm not going to be here. I dropped out. I literally got my uh, email telling me that I, I was on track to graduate the next May. This was my junior year. I did three years. Yeah. I just said, fuck it. Where was I it was at? Out, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Yeah. What were you studying? Did you have like a major picked out? First year it was pre med bio. Really? Yeah, bro. Oh, so you're like good at school. Bro, you, I mean, you could tell listening to your raps that you're smart as fuck. Yeah, but I, appreciate you it. know, some people don't like apply that in school because it's just an art thing. Like you know, you, you, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I think, I think it was real. Uh, it was real ingrained in me to not even ingrained it was more like threats uh-huh. if you don't do get in school right. fucking you up type shit so right. that was always something I was straight at I didn't really have to I, I didn't really like I'd say budge in the peer pressure like people say if uh, you hang around four four millionaires you'll be the fifth or if you hang around four bums you'll be the fifth right. I might have hung around people who were failing but I ain't never had to worry about that like my whole dorm we lived in this place called Watson Pods it was literally me and three other people. We were the only people who won on academic probation by the end of the first semester. Like, really? We didn't have to worry about this Is shit. everybody's like, partying and shit or what? Bro, yeah. college was crazy. Really? Bro, bro we stole a golf cart. <laughs> bro. Like, it was, <laughs> Tell it me was about a this. lot of shit going on, bro. We did. We used to have this game called Gecko. We used to have this shit called Match. Bro, niggas was just doing crazy shit in college. Like, Match, it was me and my partner. It was me, my partner, Denard, my partner, Gianni, and another of my partners, Akil. Literally, wherever we were on campus, if niggas said match, like, bro, we would have to, like, 
borderline scrap with each other. If we <laughs> called it out, bruh, it was so, bruh, college was fun as hell. Yeah. I got this other story. When I was, I think I was in my sophomore year, it was homecoming. We had these rules. Uh-huh. It was like 10 rules each time, each uh-huh. year. And basically, if you broke this rule, it was five rules. If you broke, you'd have to take a shot of vodka. Uh-huh. And then it was five rules. If you broke, you'd have to take a shot of Everclear. Ugh. Bro, we was on Everclear heavy, bro. I'm pretty sure I done cut like six years off my where life. Do you, where do you even find Everclear? Can bro, they legally sell that? Bro, yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah. The first time I saw it, I, I might be tripping because yeah. I might have been drunk off Everclear when I remember this. Uh-huh. But I'm pretty sure that shit had a skull and crossbones on the bottle, bro. Right. I mean, it's just like, it's like drinking like rubbing rub- alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. But my freshman year is when I first got put on to it. But by sophomore year, I was buying it myself type shit. Yeah. But we had those rules, and it didn't matter where you were on campus type shit, you would have to pull up the shot. But I had this, matter of fact, the same Army book bag I got in there. Yeah. It had this little pouch uh-huh. that you could put in, and it had the little, uh, like the people using the actual Army type shit where you oh, can drink yeah. out the oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, a, like a camel pack. I would have my shit in there. And then I was working at this place called Landrum. It was like the cafeteria. I was mm-hmm. the egg cooking shit. Mm-hmm. But if you came in there and you saw me and I had lick on me, you had to address me as Uncle Two Chains. <laughs> if you called me Uncle Two Chains, I was pouring you up a shot right there. Uh-huh. No questions asked. Really? So, bro, college is the most fun I think I've had in my life so far. But I think it's going to get more fun, so it's cool. Yeah, I feel like, th- th- you know, the more independence that you achieve, the the, the more fun yeah, it can yeah. get. But at the same time, the, sometimes... As you're trying to achieve goals, it can become less fun too it's because true. you run out of time it's when true. you're when you're really working towards something. Yeah, you, you know, but the work becomes fun. I think it's worth it though. Yeah, absolutely, I, I agree. Um, it sounds like you guys are doing the Atlanta version of like the ice chat. Like, have you heard about getting iced? Yeah, ice. It's huh. like some fucking. It's like some broed out shit of yeah. Southern California where you like. It, uh, if you you like leave a um, uh, what is it? Not Molson ice fucking smearing off ice in like somebody's mm-hmm. drawer or something and if they open it and see it then they have to like get down on a knee and drink it like it's the, <laughs> that's what I'm saying it's like drinking games of, of just different regions right. you know Captain Morgan pose there, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly what it is um, I'm curious what's it like growing up with a police officer as a dad though I mean I played football most of the time so I didn't really and I was in school for most of the other time yeah. so I didn't really see much it, the the most I think that stood out about Brett Pan and he was real strict on the sports side like he was a coach too yeah. tell you, but he was a coach on the team so it'd be like nigga you come home push ups right. if I get in trouble you ever heard of duck walking yes I would have to duck, duck walk, walk across the house like back and forth if I got in trouble type shit yeah. that's, that's what bro was I don't think I don't think I really saw the police inside. Right. Until, like, sometimes I'd go up to the job, you know what I'm saying, see folk yeah. in the sun, but right. I didn't see most of that. What's the neighborhood like that you're growing up with, like, kind of suburban or, or like— Um, At first, when it was—before my parents got married, we stayed in southwest Atlanta, uh-huh. and that was, like, Greenbrier. We stayed in the apartments over there. That uh-huh. was—I think that's the most rundown we've been so far. Uh-huh. I stayed there till we was about, i say— I think I was like six or seven. But at what? that age, you don't even realize that. Yeah, so, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just crazy. Right. And then we moved to Riverdale. That's South Side of Atlanta. Uh-huh. That was, it's, South Side really ain't as bad as somebody from the outside looking in might think. It's like, uh, I would almost say the housing itself is suburbia, but the majority of the people now, it's like they were pushed out from other areas and, brought in and that's that's where kind of i guess like 
the crime and things like that would come from other areas would gentrify and people were pushed out right. into the south side. That's actually how we ended up over there. So that's it, that happens a lot in California yeah. too. Like a lot of people from um, neighborhoods in the city get yeah. pushed out to the desert, and, and yeah. then those areas become right. you know like that shit's, every, my auntie live in Brooklyn. Right, we went up to. Uh, I went up this year, but the time before that, I think it had been like five or six years. No, tell it back, four or five years. My grandma passed the last time we went up there. So my great-grandma, actually, I'm tripping. But we went up there, and bro, Brooklyn looked like what people think Brooklyn looks like. Right. Bro, we went up there this year. Right. It had to be like four months ago. Bro, I'm talking about people outside on the corner with the goddamn frozen yogurts right. and the, right. the Greek yogurts and shit, bro. It looked like a whole different place. Right. Like, for real, shit's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I just watched some fucking documentary about, like, gentrification in New York, right. and it was insane. Like, wow. one, one of the best, like, most expensive high schools in the in the entire country um, called the Avenues yeah. is catacorner um, to a housing project that, that uh, houses, like, I don't know, 40,000 people or like some crazy number of amount of people. And it's like that school doesn't let anybody from From that project in there. You know, it's like it's a very strange environment in New York right now. Period. But it seems like that's going to happen. It seems like as um, the cities uh, become more liberal that like the rural areas are getting brain drain and everybody's wanting to move to the city yeah. thereby pushing city natives out of the city you feel me and and it's just displacing right it di- but everything it, like shit right just looks weird and we're, the, we're from new york you know there yeah. you go and the reason but that's the thing is that the reason the cities have culture in the first place is because of the melting pot yeah. and then everybody wants to go to the city because of the culture and it and pushes and it the push culture, culture out. out and it's a whole and then all of a sudden it's, it's just like, a big gentrified why is suburb the city not the same because everybody's gone that's what, crack, that's what cracks me up about all the like kind of dog whistle racism of the GOP right now or yeah. the Republican parties because they, they constantly talk about they refer to black people as the inner city yeah. and it's like have you been to the city lately because the inner city is getting less and less Less people of color as time goes on. Stay like, woke. You, have, you know, you feel me? Like in Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles, the quote unquote inner city is yeah. like white as fuck right now. You know what I mean? Like it's really getting everybody's getting pushed out because nobody can afford it. So. I can believe it. Anyway, blah blah blah. I get I get on my political rants. Nah, bro, you got to. Yeah, shit's looking like a shit show out here. Right it now. is looking like a shit show. Um, uh, how's how's it feeling in Atlanta? Is there like a lot of unrest with what's happening with the the voting system and all that? Or, uh, or just like what what happened with the election? I guess. I wish I was there to see what was going on. Like as the inauguration was going on, because I know right. in D.C. Folks going crazy. Oh, uh, like, even today, actually, riots in DC. Like right now, we're missing a huge. There's like I think uh, almost half a million people downtown here. Yeah, because the, there's the women's march going yeah. on all across the country. Yeah. So um, that's where my girls at right now. That all my friends are there, but I wanted to get in the studio because we don't have that much time. So yeah. I might go there afterwards. Uh, but yeah, there's like a, it's a more people are showing up for the protests today than even gave a fuck about the inauguration. Yeah. So Man, bro, it's, it's real. Like when you think about when you think about. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and I, bro, that shit wasn't that long ago. At all. Like, maybe 40 years ago. Right. People are alive today who was around to see that shit, bro, and at this point, it's like. I mean, fucking John Lewis. Exactly, bro. It's like, bro, we not our grandparents. Niggas ain't about to go back to that shit. Right. But it might, I think, was that what you I was talking about? When he was like, it actually might be a good thing that this shit going on because, bro. I don't. I don't think there was some complacency. Like yeah, people get comfortable. Yeah, bro, real. I mean, we had a black president for the last right. eight years. Shout out to that. Right. But 
that shit changed. Right. That shit changed. Right. If anything, it made people more upset. Yeah, yeah, the 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 backlash of like, oh man, the change really is coming, yeah. and then it's like we've got to stop it. Like, and then yeah. you know what I mean? White America backlashes yeah. and votes in this fucking tyrant. It's crazy. I, I don't like saying I guess like white America, but you, you can because it is. I'd say like the majority, but bruh, we got white friends and shit like that. So I don't like I right guess categories categorizing them and that shit too. Totally, but, totally. Yeah. And I feel that it's like kind of that whole like not all, yeah. not all white people, crazy, not I all black people. Hearing that shit too, right? Like, not all of There's us. no real like, good uh, way to talk about it. Like, yeah. cause it, it, it's all you're always stepping on some line. So I've taken to just kind of like, I, I mean, look, sociology as a whole is built on categorizing yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? And built on um, not necessarily stereotypes, but percentages going like look yep. this percentage of people therefore you can categorize them as this and so it's like look that's that's where the people that voted in trump are white people right period there. you know yep. what i'm saying like that's who voted them in so i'm gonna refer to them as white america and folk. older older white cats who yeah probably cast they last vote ever like you know what i'm gonna die oh, next year that you know that is really like a sore subject for me because like I get so mad at the old people that, that like are in their around. 80s and 90s and they're voting for these things that are going to affect, affect the, the next fi- 50 exactly. years, but exactly. they're only going to be, be here to Two see years. It. Right. I'm like, I know it's like a very controversial fucking opinion, but I really think there should be like an age limit cutoff for voting. Nah, I feel you. There's a cutoff before I, you can vote. I you can't vote till you're 18. Why, why can you vote when you're 94? I feel you, bro. You about to be out this guy. Like, <laughs> sorry to get all political on no, that no, ass, no. but um, so uh, in high school you quit football, yeah. and and then what do you, you get into? You get in with the girls? You get Shit, like we was. We, partying we got into the hoes but i think it was more so because of the dancing shit like yeah. we used to be at hey we used to be going from school to school like we supposed to be in school but we at this other high school across town because they want to perform at a pet rally type shit oh and really our teachers, so you're getting like, like some local fame bro like our teachers like signing us out of classes really do your homework just come back before school over with get your work type shit really we, i honestly don't know how half of that shit worked but Made it out of high school. Actually, take it back. I think I do. I think most of our teachers stopped giving a fuck. We lost our accreditation. What I does just that thought mean? about that. Your it's school? like, yeah, we lost the accreditation for our school. So, like, your diploma wouldn't count or something? Or was right. That, really? Right. Why? But it did. I, I, know, I still don't understand. We lost it my 10th grade year, and that's when a lot of the people moved out of the county because they started going to, like, Fulton and goddamn Gwinnett and Henry County and all that, the neighboring counties. Mm-hmm. But, I, damn, that's actually something I never thought about. I don't remember if we got it back at the very end, but shit was fucked up because that's when, after we lost our accreditation, our shit was already fucked up. We used to have game fights every day my ninth grade year. Right. Like, they had to install the, uh, they had the metal detectors and all that shit. Are, are, are gangs in Atlanta similar to uh, Los Angeles in that there are like two major factions let with breakoffs or Let no? me take that back. Yeah. Let me take gangs back and say clicks. Clicks, okay. Yeah, I say clicks. Right. We had like, the biggest one, I guess, around where I was, I call it Gray City. Okay. It was 220, 2-dub. Uh-huh. But right in the neighboring city was like Hit Squad, and that was College Park and Riverdale. Uh-huh. They always used to go at it. So, of course, the neighborhood I was in, I was supposed to go to North Clayton, uh-huh. but my mom wanted me to go to Riverdale, so that's where I ended up going. But a lot of the kids used to cross them county lines. Okay. So it might have been a Hit Squad nigga at lunch with the 220 nigga, and then we got problems type shit. Right. We got smoke. Right. So, 
All of that shit happened. We lost our accreditation after that year. Then they put us in uniforms and all that. No. Shit. Yeah, bro, that shit sucked. Wait, so when your high school loses accreditation, is it because of a lack of funding for the school, or what is it? I'm not sure why we lost our accreditation. And honestly. so and so when you, when the parents find out, like, oh, this school doesn't have accreditation anymore, I mean, is there, like, a great flight yeah, out of there? Bro, Everybody leaves? Yes. But you stay? You stay. Yes, we stayed because we couldn't afford to leave. And how, so why do uniforms come into play? I don't know. Really? I think— I think it was, I'm not going to say a way to fuck with us and keep us in line because that shit probably did the exact opposite. Uh Niggas hated uniforms. Right. I don't know the actual point where it came. I just know all of that shit came at the same time. It was like, all right, bro, I I don't want to be here. Nobody wanted to be here. So a lot of the people left, but the people who couldn't afford to leave had to stay. I'm still wondering, the great mystery here is how I got accepted into college, because I don't remember any talk on the news of us regaining our accreditation. Right. So, I mean, but by the grace of God, we here. Right. So, so, but you did graduate high school, and your yeah, diploma yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. counts, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so your college accepted your diploma. Yeah. How, how'd you choose um, Georgia Southern? Ah, uh, shit. I actually wanted to go to UGA, uh-huh. but we didn't have the money for UGA, and I didn't have crazy grades like to get super scholarships type shit i applied for georgia southern valdosta georgia state and i think it was one more but i can't remember i think i got into all four except let me tell you i think i got into three except georgia state georgia state denied me so i went to southern because one of my mama's partners one of her old friends went to Southern back in his heyday type shit, and he was telling me about it. He told me all the good things. We went and took the tour. He said, man, bro, there's this game called Match. Bro. Wait till you get no, no, there. No, 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 no. That like was something we made. Dang, had nothing like to do with nobody else. But, bro, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. George, no, take it back. George Southern was great. The only, i say, the downfall or the, the, the cons of that shit, racism is prevalent as hell in southern georgia nigga like really how far is southern georgia from where you were living like how far of a drive is that three hours and 45 minutes and you lived on campus yeah so three hours and 45 minutes yeah. and so you're in like the deep deep southern georgia like far away we from atlanta we ain't in like cairo or nothing like that but uh-huh. we deep enough uh-huh. like cairo is like borderline florida type shit but uh-huh. we deep enough yeah uh, and so is it like a culture shock where uh, like are there a lot of black students on campus or uh, all right, we got. I don't, don't want to separate shit like that, but we right, had of course, black of GSU and we had regular GSU. Well, just like you know, there's black Twitter. And yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that type of shit. But I, I say it was a culture shock. That was the first time I saw like white people in the got the mask that they were in. That, right. that was it. It's it's different, but at the same time, it's not all bad because you get to learn. Other people don't know everything that you know. Every, right. Other people don't live the same way you live. So it's kind of just like a readjust to life. Like, oh, shit. There's well, different you, perspectives right. out here. Like, and you it's, gotta, it's good to be in a melting pot, exactly. particularly educationally, because you exactly. learn how to code switch, kind yep. of. And, like, you learn how to get along with different right. types of folks. Because if you're just around your own kind, the, like, whether it's white, black, Asian, right. whatever, like, that's all you know. Shit, you the feel? white boy put me on the Everclear, man. Changed life. There Changed you go. the game. There you Shout go. out to them. So lit. <laughs> That shit's really so. So that's the first time you'd ever been around like large populations yeah. of white folks. I was like, we had white folks scattered around Riverdale type shit. Maybe one or two in the whole school, but right. we ain't never been. I ain't never been. We're they, the minority. They, they look, in they look the like country. they look like John B and shit though in your neighborhood, right? Oh, never mind. Oh that's no, no, a, that's, that's a nineties nice joke. They bashing our shit. All right, yeah, we <laughs> sorry, weird, my weird. bad. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. Right, but down but, there so we're talking like salmon pants with the Sperry's and the <laughs> goddamn 
polo with the buttons on. Yeah, bro, it's just, it's just different. Yeah, the Abercrombie kids. Exactly. So like, was it, uh, you experienced some racism down there? Yeah, I mean, Statesboro, Confederate flags fly high oh, in Statesboro. It's, yeah. It's, it's real down there. No uh, shit. There was actually, the year before I left, one of the bars, I think, he's, I think it was Rudy's. I think it was Rudy. It was either Rudy's or, uh, goddamn, fuck, what was the name of the other one? Either way, they changed the name. Yeah. And the name was, the new name was the Plantation Room. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God. Wow. You can look this shit up. You Google it. Yeah. It was a plantation room. They had to take that shit down. Nigga. I think I remember. That, that, did that make national news? I think so. I, I feel like I remember hearing about that kind of like scandalously. Right. It, it's a lot of shit down there. But it's a lot of older white people down there. Right. And their perspective still is. Right. This is what it was. And right. And this is when shit felt good. So, I mean, it's our perspective, bro. Right. Totally. Oh, and, the, and, you know, folks like that, they, they grow up. You grow up that way and then you go, oh, no, we're not racist. And it's like it's just how things work, right? You like, don't get to right, define bro, racism. That, that's but, that's fucked up. Hey, yeah, that is fucked up. That's crazy. Uh, so, on, like, I have a question going back a little farther. On your way to college, mm-hmm. you did you have doubts about going? Like, were you already like kind of like leaning towards artistry at all? Like, since the the dancing thing had already gone off, I, I'm sure you already See, knew you could kind of rap. Like, did you ever go? I maybe never, I shouldn't go to college. I never wanted to go to college. Really? Period. Like, remember when I told you yeah. my mom was a nurse? Well, right. still is a nurse. Right. Remember when I told you I did pre-med bio my first year? She leaned you into that. It, it wasn't yeah. that she leaned me into it. She leaned me into school. Right. And because I didn't want to go, I didn't have any clue of what the fuck I wanted to do down there. Right. So I just did something. Hey, this going to make this mama what I'm proud supposed type to shit. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm going to go be a doctor. And I don't right. give a fuck about this shit. Right. But I ended up changing my major after my first year to, uh, I think it was graphic design. But graphic design was the hardest time I've ever had in school. That shit's hard. If you do graphic design or anything associated with it, bro, shout out to you. Because, bro, that shit stressed me the fuck out. Really? Bro. Why? The workload or just, like, the inspiration? Like, it, what was it's, it? It's very intricate-ass work, bro. Yeah. All of it. It's intricate as hell. And I don't think... I have the attention span to write raps, of course, but, bro, that's a whole different beast. Uh-huh. Like, I, I couldn't do it. Really? I probably can if I actually sit down and I have the love for it but i didn't have right. the passion to right. yeah so but I, in turn you you probably kind of mr miyagi yourself to where like now you appreciate it enough to where your album artwork is always going to be fucking dope true. you know what yeah. i'm saying your album art is going to always be very graphically yeah. sound because you because you know what you you might not have the passion to be a great graphic designer yeah. but you probably have enough passion to recognize what great true. graphic design true. is Shout out to my boy O2. He did the cover for good. So, Which yeah. is very graphically sound. Thank very you. just Thank pops you. out. It's you know, pop. the red background. Thank and, you. The, you know, uh, yeah, good job. Hell so, yeah. What did you change? What What happened after you realized? Okay, graphic yeah, design is not shit, the one. That shit was dead. I did uh, business and marketing after that. There's yeah. another thing that like was gonna help your rap. Career. Yeah, I'm about to say business marketing wasn't. It definitely wasn't as bad as uh, graphic design. It right. was a lot easier. It's mm-hmm. just numbers. It mm-hmm. can count. Yeah, we good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the computer work. Was the hardest part, but that wasn't that hard. That's Excel spreadsheets and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But towards the end, that's of course when I stopped. This is like business and marketing is like my last year and a half because mm-hmm. I only did graphic design for one semester. Mm-hmm. Period. I was done with that. So business and marketing, my last year and a half, towards that middle of that last year, it was like, nah, fuck it, we good because I'm finna leave. Right. I'm gone. Like, I hadn't even told my mama. I hadn't told anybody. I was just like, you know what? Maybe if I got them flunk out, I won't have a choice and now I can't go back on what right. I said to myself type shit. So, 
But so, and it, you were leaving for the music. Yeah. And so, yeah. in college, is that when you started, like, kind of... That's, all right, my yeah. boy G, my partner, he's actually, like, you know, Young Thug, of course. Yeah, of course. He's Young Thug's cameraman right now. Okay. But that's that's my partner. I met him when I got to uh, Southern. I was, I bought this camera off my homegirl. Yeah. Because I was doing this little dance shit there, doing choreography and uh-huh. all that shit. So, I bought this camera from my homegirl who was on the squad. It was like $500. And I used to shoot these videos in my room of just me rapping to other people's beats like I did Meet Me Already or Not, Kendrick, Rigor Mortis, all that shit. But before then, I had asked around, like, who the fuck is the best videographer in Statesboro and shit? And everybody was pointing me to G. It was like Garfield, Garfield, Garfield. So I met up with Burr and this thing we had called The Union. Uh-huh. And I was just asking. I was like, bro, what's your prices type shit? And he was like, bro, I do 250 a video minimum. Bro, I'm broke as hell in right. college. Now I'm eating hot Cheetos for of weeks course. type shit. Of so course. Like, bro, I holla at you around Christmas type thing. Right. Yeah, uh, we did that shit. I did. I kept doing the videos on the side after I bought the camera. And then, bro, started seeing the videos and people started coming to him about me. And that's when shit switched up. Mm. See, he had just came off of doing like behind the scenes uh, shoots for Trinidad James and shit. And this was like, when Trinidad James was, was Trinidad yeah, all James. Gold, yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, bro was like, nah, nigga, we ain't budging on the price. I'm out here type shit. Right. But then after I started doing that, he started coming to me, and we came together, and we did this thing called New Atlanta Tuesdays, uh-huh. where, bro, we was dropping a video once a week. Really? Rapping on, I was rapping to somebody else shit. Like, I did Drake 5 a.m. Toronto, uh-huh. uh, French Montana, the song he had with the... Uh, Florence and the Machine okay. uh, sample. I can't remember the name of the song, but we did a whole bunch of them. We did, like, at least for, like, three months, we were grabbing a video every week type shit. Wow. And that's when the initial traction started to pick up. Where are you putting them at? YouTube? YouTube, okay, yeah. yeah. We, we weren't putting the uh, audio versions on SoundCloud. It was just YouTube. That's smart, though. YouTube is the second biggest search engine on the right. planet. Yeah. Like, the shit was working. Right. Like, I'm talking about that's when things actually started. Because I had been rapping for a minute. Like, even when I was dancing... I wasn't out here doing shows type shit, but I still write occasionally, see if I still got it type shit. So I right. knew I could rap, but I always had it in the back of my mind, like, damn, why the fuck my niggas fucking with me? God, I could rap, I could out-rap this nigga, I could rap, out-rap him. I could, right. All this shit is kind of like in the back of your head, like, bro, I'm better than all these folks. Why ain't folks type shit? Right. But you have to put the work in to see those type of results. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's the first time I think... I actually put some type of real work behind it besides just recording the music, and that's when we start seeing that this shit is actually possible. And so did school start taking a back burner then? No, nah, not Or you then. were able to balance yeah, both? Yeah, not right off the top. I was balancing both. This was this was sophomore year yeah. when we started, so I yeah. was still good as far as school. Yeah. I hadn't made up in my head, like, yeah. bro, I'm out of here. So it was still good. I mean, I love that. Just on a personal note of, of like, finding the time to chase your passion yeah. while, like, not letting the other things that are, like, quote-unquote real life get pushed behind. You know right. what I'm saying? Because you, cause anybody that's trying to do anything, like, you can still live your life and maintain yeah. with your, like, job that you don't like. But you got to remember, you still have – that's eight hours. You still have another fucking 16 to go home or, like, however many. I don't know how many hours. I- I'm not good at math. But <laughs> point being is that you have time when you go home before you go to bed to work on your fucking passion. You feel yeah. me? And that's what you did. Bro, I ain't no cap to you. I ain't know, I ain't know what eight hours of sleep was the whole time I was in school. That's great. Like, period, bro, at all. Me right. and bro used to be we, – we literally shoot the video on Monday type shit sometimes. Go to the library, which was – we. Usually to get to the library, you got to catch the bus. Yeah. But the bus stopped running at like 6 or 7 o'clock. Uh-huh. So that's a wrap. Uh-huh. We shooting these videos at like 8, 9 o'clock after we done with everything. Uh-huh. So we'd have to either like bike to the library, which is 
at least got him 20 minutes on a bike. Wow. If you got to walk, that's a whole different monster. Right. But we'd bike there, be at the library, he'd be editing it, and I'm sitting here telling him, like, yeah, that shot, that shot type shit. Yeah. And we coming together to get that done, and then we putting the video out the next day type shit. See, I love that. That I I, I, I hate when I hear people give excuses because yeah. it's like, hey, if you got an excuse, you're not thinking hard That's enough because, like, you guys are going to the library to edit the videos. Right. You're not sitting at home. you like, I, I know – Everybody listening got a laptop. Yeah. You feel me? Like, if you want to get some shit done, yeah, figure out how to get done. And if you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if you don't got a laptop, go figure it out. Go to yeah. the fucking library. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. That's dope, man. That's really Appreciate dope. It. Yeah. Shout out to G, man. Uh, you guys keep in contact now? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that became, he became like a par- the partner in getting it yeah. popping. I'm about yeah. to say, he, he stayed after I, uh, left yeah. my junior year. Yeah. He graduated the next year. We went in together, like right. 2011. He graduated the next year. And then when we came home, we actually shot a couple videos after we were home together. But then shit started spinning for him, yeah. and he made it. You know, Thug caught wind of him, so now he's been going on tour, bro, and everything. Like, he's been dope. all around the world type shit. Um, so did you move back to Atlanta after that? Yeah. I, uh, and so um, are you—is there, like, a, a rap scene or like where you see other local dudes around? Like, you go to shows? Like, in L.A., Man. I don't know how it is now, really, but— I mean, yeah, there's like warehouse shows and shit where like hey, rappers see each other all the time. There was there was one, I guess, that was like the central hub. It was Edgewood uh-huh. on Atlanta. But when Edgewood first popped, yeah. I was down in school, uh-huh. so I didn't really see. That was a, you, OG Mako, okay, yeah, Fat yeah. Man Key, yeah, and Key. Not, yeah. all of them guys. They used to be on Edgewood. Was awful out Faith, there too. Yeah, yeah, Father and all them. Yeah, that's when I first heard about them. When people back home were telling me about, bro, you need to come to Edgewood type right, shit. Right. There's this place called a Department Store where everybody used to. Form. Okay. So when I got back, I think I got back. Edgewood might have started popping my beginning of my sophomore, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So it's like two years later, I'm coming back type shit. Mako already blew up. Yeah. Key already doing his thing type shit. So the scene, I think the scene was like Mako, Key, 2 9, Earth Gang, right. all them guys type shit. I didn't really. I didn't really have that relationship with any of them because I ain't know them because I wasn't here. Right. I wasn't bumping shoulders with everybody in the right, shows. I was right. down there. So when I got back, it was just go to like as soon as I got back, I was at my mom's crib, and then one of my partners, man Joseph, he was up in Minnesota working with this company called Strong, and apparently it's like this. Well, not apparently it's this contracting company, and they go in and do work with other companies pretty much. Uh-huh. But this job was in Minnesota. He called me. I was broke. I'm talking about like dead broke. Right. So he called me, and they had a job up at this place called Polaris. Where they make like snowmobiles. Snow machines, baby. Hey, I'm from Alaska. Yeah, I know Polaris. Yeah, you know about hey, it. Yeah. Polaris is my shit. Bro, no, I, spent, I yeah. spent like five months up in Minnesota making snowmobiles. Hey, it gets I'm cold. About the tip of Minnesota, dog. Like, yeah. I can see Canada Canadian. type shit. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So we was up there. That was to get my money up. But before before I left, damn, all this shit weed there is crazy. Before I left, I had a roommate uh, down in Southern nigga named Reggie. Uh-huh. Reggie, he called himself President. But his sister, his sister knew my producer today. The same dude that produced No Secrets. Okay. He hit me up. Hey, what's the producer's name? Brandon Phillips Taylor. Brandon Phillips Taylor. The Shout goat. out. That beat is the goat. a monster. The goat. He was actually just, he just left this morning. Yeah. Crazy enough. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, he, Reggie's sister used to rap with Brandon. He used to produce for her. Uh-huh. So Reggie told his sister about me, but then her weed man... Who I know, who I know, but I can't remember to save my life. Like, B tell me all the time, Brett came through 
And he was like, bro, he kept talking about you. Like, he kept telling us, we was trying to get this nigga to shut the fuck up type shit. Hey, when the weed man is talking about bruh, you, you know you onto something. Bruh. But he he was fucking with China, and he told her about me. Then she came back and told him type shit. Uh-huh. So he was like, fuck it, I'll just look him up. And he loved what he heard. Yeah. So then he sent me some beats before I even met him. But I was going off to Minnesota. Right. Then when I came back, niggas got straight to work. Okay. Straight to work. It's yeah. been a rap ever since, bro. Nice. Yeah. That's quite the story. Fresh is weird. How was Minnesota? Cold. Then a motherfucker. Bro, cold as shit. When we left, we we were staying in this hotel at first. Then my stepdad came up. He was working for the same company. It was me, my stepdad, two of my cousins, and my partner, Joe. Uh-huh. We was all up there doing it. And then he came up, and we went from the hotel. He found a trailer. So we were staying in the trailer. The trailer was cheap as hell. It was like 300 a month. Oh, it's like wow. five of us staying in there, we making bands like we making like 1200 a week type yeah, shit wow. so I put that to the side go ahead and pay that the hotel I think was like two bands a month so it's different right we putting that up but the last I think like the last week we were staying in the trailer rather than go ahead and paying for a whole nother month of heat we just said fuck it we gonna thug it out <laughs> Bro, that shit was horrible, oh, dog. No. We had to go cop the heated blankets. I'm sleeping in my work jackets. Bro. The clothes that we washing and shit, if we leave them in there overnight, bro, they Frozen. all stuck together. Yeah. Bro, that shit was horrible. Right. Horrible. So, yeah, you probably you probably had on, like, long johns for, like, like, a month straight pretty like much. negative 20 degrees yeah. when we left. Oh, you're preaching the choir. I, hey, I'm from North Pole, Alaska. The okay. last week, uh, it's been 50 below up yeah, there. Yeah, nah, bro. We 50 below. We don't need none of that stress yeah, in my life. Now you know why I moved to California. Yeah, we good. That's crazy. So, you moved back from Minnesota, th- get, get to work, and now yeah, yeah. things are starting to just steamroll, it seems like. Uh has the has like have your metrics been growing as of late like uh, the twitter following is at almost 20k right now has yeah. that been kind of increasing pretty yeah. steadily or did you see like a a sudden spike at some point the bi- i see a sudden spike i don't think yeah. yet the biggest jump was after the sogon challenge though really? that, that shit went crazy really? cuz like at the chance dropped this shit i dropped mine like the next day That's so it smart. was like one of the first ones yeah. on there that and was it was smart. me and shouty because like at first i wasn't even gonna do it yeah. but she wanted me to do it and uh-huh. she was she's like in the video and everything playing around with the camera and bro i'm just sitting on the side of the oh. car just going type shit i seen that one yeah okay yeah. i seen so, that one yeah yeah, that yeah. One. wow uh, man that's crazy so watch for you. a minute type yeah shit. Right. you know i didn't even realize yeah yeah, yeah like instagram instagram really the monster like really Charlemagne posted the president video yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Like yesterday morning. I'm I mean, that one was, really is like yeah. it's special. But what's crazy yeah. is like the ones that don't be even be seeming like they my hardest ones. Like right. bar wise, right. the ones that blow up because I guess it's attached to the moment. That's well, it's going the emotion on. of it's it how too. Feel. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Like I saw it yesterday during the inauguration. And I'm like looking through Twitter yeah. and particularly like kind of scouring through Black Twitter and just seeing people's like. Man, this one dude made this like super poignant thread of just about like you know thank you for showing me that black like that a black person could be this and yes, be, yeah. to be that and da, da, da. and I was like just watching get emotional. And then I seen your video and I was like oh man, it's like it's like real you know that's the whole thing is that when you can tie into people's hope or despair or yeah. just like that that emotion that's yeah. the stuff that people react to you know what I mean yeah. it's not necessarily it's not always about um, the skill or the technicality of it right. it's about like can you capture that raw emotion you feel something. and it seems like that's something that you're tapping into is like you, you, you're you you're able to um, get into some emotion I'm a big uh, I ain't gonna say too big but yeah. I like how Brent made me feel I'm, I'm real adamant about how pop made me feel type yeah, shit so yeah. I would hope some of that shit like rubbed off into the music that we could put out there you but go. even still like all the 
all the opportunities coming from that type of shit. Like, K. Michelle, I talked to her yesterday. Mm-hmm. Might be, when I get back, like, might be in a session with her type shit. That's like, dope, man. Bro, it's crazy. It's crazy what you can do with the internet now. Right. Like, well, yeah, fine. and that's the thing. It's just, that's how this happens, just through yep, the internet. Exactly. Like, it, it, I mean, I, I can't stress enough, like, people always ask me, oh, how do you find the people that are going to be on your show? And sometimes it's just so serendipitous because, like, I just, I came across No Secret less than a week ago. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been out seven months, I just stumbled upon it and went, like, holy fuck and then started following you on twitter the day after i followed you on twitter it was like i'm gonna be in la and i just tweeted i said oh how long are you here and then it, and you know here we are yeah. it's just you know the internet is a fantastic thing and, it, and it's a great Everybody place for music lovers click but, away yeah it's, it's real real talk but hey man i think we came to do i think we did what we came to do and i think that like I, i'm rooting for you Can like I this ask is you a question yeah, go before ahead. we get out yeah right, i used to be playing this game with people yeah i give you two choices uh-huh. and one of them gotta die Oh, like shit. one of them, like never exists. Like you don't kill them. Whatever okay. they did never right. happened. The All effects right. of it, ain't they? Yeah. I'm gonna give you two of them. Okay. Not the two people. I'm gonna give you two. Options. Oh, the pressure is on. All right. All yeah. right. All right. First, I'm gonna give you Outcast and Pop. Outcast and Pop. Pac. Oh, Pac. Oh, uh, for me, I-, I would choose Outcast like all day every you day. You keeping Outcast? I'm keeping Outcast. So you kill Pac. Nothing He's- Pac did ever happen. Ah, this is so this is so controversial Man, it's, being it's that crazy. I live in LA, people, but like I, 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 I'm that's fine. <laughs> people know I've talked about it. Like I was always, uh, I grew up in in Alaska, which was very far removed from the East Coast yeah. West Coast beef. But for my preferences, I was always like a, I, at that time an East Coast rap fan. Yeah, and uh, Pac never really hit me that way. In hindsight, I can see. Uh, in hindsight, I see his uh, the the. Um, just the overall influence on everything yeah. and like I see what he stood for as a political figure and as a as a, a, a real revolutionary artist and I get it but I still listen to Outkast like at least Man, once a week your car might be on bricks when you go outside <laughs> bro like that might be a wrap nobody knows where I live but yeah I'm going Outkast on that one I'm gonna pick okay. Outkast yeah. alright this one is a little little tricky that was quick though right? yeah usually people that was an easy that. choice for me that's crazy yeah. like, usually people ask that just be like no yeah <laughs> no <laughs> like, alright Ronald Reagan Jay Z. Wait, Ronald Reagan, Jay Z. Who, yeah. who who lives and who dies? Who lives? And- oh, Jay Z stays around, and Ronald Reagan. I wish he never existed. Really? Yeah, yeah. Why? But I mean, without Ronald Reagan, there would be no Jay Z. Ooh, I suppose. there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's there true. There you go. So really, you created the uh, the can God make a rock too big for him to pick up type there of situation. You go. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Say Ronald Reagan Ain't no Ronald Reagan Crack epidemic Might not ever happen Right the rap doesn't take over yeah. You don't get You don't get half of LA artists no, That's I think true about it, yeah. crazy. Well, I mean yeah Half of rap music don't exist. It, yeah. Right I mean You know dope, I was just listening to Fucking Dope Man On the radio yesterday That song Shit doesn't don't exist. exist Without Ronald Period. Reagan Period. Yeah But the community might be A little bit better I think Oh yeah Nah fuck that We need music Yeah <laughs> Hey but this was dope man uh, Before we leave Tell the people Where to find you online uh, You can find me Pretty much everywhere By the same handle It's Deontay VH That's D-E-A-N-T-E-V-H On Twitter Snapchat I, I be wilding on Snapchat That's a whole different thing That ain't really music related But uh, Twitter Snapchat Instagram YouTube on Deontay Hitchcock Like Alfred Hitchcock like movie maker, yeah, yeah. But yeah and that's, that's you, it. I, and uh, your name is good enough SEO to where if you just Google Deontay Hitchcock, yeah, everything comes up. comes up. So yeah. you're you're lucky with that one. So Deontay Hitchcock, it's D E A N T E H I T C H C O C K. 
find him uh go listen to good it's on soundcloud it's on spotify it's on probably apple, apple music, music all that title shit. All yeah. that. uh it's a great record uh, i Appreciate mean you it. you really like are rapping your ass off and and i i hell i just totally fuck with the with so many different um sub coming out of atlanta right now but like you guys the you and jid and earth gang and like everybody that's like heavy barred out with that with the atl kind of lingo mm-hmm. is like you guys are doing something it's, Appreciate it's, it. it's great um so yeah Thank you for coming on. I'm glad so that we squeezed it in. Appreciate you coming. Most definitely. Appreciate you letting us come. First time in LA. Feel there like you go. A lot. <laughs> get, yeah, you got some work done. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, my name is Lee. Some of you might know me as Intuition. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Intuition. Follow my man, Ben Shim, on the boards, making the shit sound buttery at I Am Database, space with two S's. Follow us as a unit at Kind of Neat. YouTube.com slash Kind of Neat, where you are going to see Deontay Hitchcock be our first performance of 2017. Okay. With no brand new logos, we got. No hey, we we've rebranded, so you're going to be the first video to come out under our rebrand with our new logo. Shout out to my fucking partner from Straya, Dylan J. Garft, for that redesign. Um, what else? Patreon.com. If you are a weekly listener, you can go to Patreon.com and support the podcast by pledging one dollar per episode to keep the lights on in this motherfucker. That way. And <laughs> other than that, I think we have done what we came to do. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Waffles or pancake? Waffles. My, my <laughs> man. I just Fuck hey, go. I, I was just. I mean, I'm a. I was just at Roscoe's two nights ago. Yep. My, I mean, like we ain't even been yet. Oh, Need it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Go to the one on Pico and La Brea. That's my one. Uh, hey, anyway, that was Deontay. I'm Lee, and this was officially kind of neat. Yeah,